0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are listening to the Stiletto Talks podcast, where we love to bring women on that are doing their thing and exercising their purpose and all that good jazz. So as always, my name is Paula Hutchinson, and I am the creator and founder of the Stiletto Talks. And on this podcast, this is a safe space for us to discuss our transitions, our life, and how we move through life to impact. Impact others um, and how we find balance in entrepreneurship and the things that we love. So, today I have one of my sisters. We were together um, on an anthology project and we have just stayed connected virtually. Um, and I want to talk really quickly about the virtual space before I bring her, um, introduce um, Ivana. So, when the pandemic came, most people felt like, hey, I've been cut off, I cannot connect with others. How am I supposed to do this space, this thing? um, And I can't connect with others. Well, one of the good things about Uh, being in a virtual space is that it allows you to actually expand your territory and connect with others with like minds from all over the country. And I have found that many of our past guests that we've had, even from the previous Anthology Project, The Journey of the Sisterhood to Purpose, many other women are spread out all over the country. So it has allowed us the opportunity to expand that network outside of our comfort zones and our uh, regional communities. And so to that, in being a part of an Anthology Project, last year, I was able to connect with Dr. Ivana Smith, and I'm going to get into some things with her where you can hear her story of of transition, because the pandemic is not the only thing that causes people to shift into a transition. It could be your age, it could be your job uh, leaving, it could be a, a host of things that may impact the way you have to do life, the way you need to earn income, um, the way you need to support your family um, and just, your mental health. It gets to a point where that transition is there. Should I stay um, in the workspace and become an entrepreneur? Should I do both? Or should I just go all in and become an entrepreneur? So to that, uh, we have someone who can identify with all of that because her shift in her life was unexpected. But because of that, and through that, in her mindset, she's going to walk you through how she got to this current stage of who she is today. So we're going to take you through this, so that if you are um, a person that's going through this and you don't you don't know what your next may look like, um, Dr. Ivana Smith is going to be a good person for you to be inspired by. So I definitely suggest you check this uh, podcast to listen to a couple of times because it's going to really, really inspire you so without further ado i want to bring on uh my anthology mate um she is um a nurse practitioner she is an author she uh, has a publishing company she is all things entrepreneurial space women's empowerment welcome 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 dr ivana smith
1: thank you so much paula for having me i'm so glad to be here and um i thank you so much for that wonderful introduction (laughs) I appreciate you allowing me to be here to share my story with other women.
0: Yes, yes, I am so excited, and of course, she's from my home state, so y'all pardon us if our accents come out. <laughs> um, but you know, we we keep it real on this show. So, yeah. but we're gonna try not to get all the way into our Louisiana accents to the point where <laughs> you all can't understand us. So we're we gonna do what we can. Um, exactly. Now, <laughs> so I want to um, just. For starters, Ivana, b- bring us to your background. Like, what is your background education-wise?
1: Okay, so um, as you said, I'm born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, um, and I also received my education in New Orleans. I, um, I've traveled a lot, but there's no place like home, so I haven't left home um, for a long period of time. So I am a family nurse practitioner. I attended Diller University in um, New Orleans for my bachelor's of science in nursing. And I've been a registered nurse since 2003. And I followed up, I decided to go back to school to become a nurse practitioner. I attended Loyola University in New Orleans to get my master's of science in nursing. And then um, once I became disabled, I went back to school online and I received my Doctor of nursing practice from Loyola as well. So um, I've been a nurse practitioner since 2009. So that's pretty much my educational background.
0: That is awesome. That is so awesome. So now you are currently um, in the space of being an author. You are a publisher. So those that want to publish their books, they can come through you. Um, and that is kind of a, a stark contrast from a medical background, but of course you're, Mm -hmm. you're human. And so that's what we love to always bring up to our ladies and listeners that, you know, life is just life. So although it is a stark contrast, I want you to walk us through what has gotten you to the point where you have identified this purpose of this amazing publishing company and the books that you uh, put out now.
1: Sure. Well, um, actually, it started when I was a child. I always had a love for writing. Um, When I was little, I used to just make up stories and write them. I used to write stories for school, and I just did it for fun. I I never really pictured myself as a published author. I didn't even really think that was a thing, that that was possible for me to do at one point in my life. So um, throughout my adulthood, I continue to write. I write poetry, short stories, but I've never even thought about publishing anything. So in 2015, I was practicing as a family nurse practitioner in a busy clinic. I love my job. I love what I do because I love walking people, assisting people, to get to their highest level of functioning, whether it's being there to coach them back to their mental, um, the best mental health that they can have, or coaching them back to the best physical health that they can have. So I always love that, um, especially as a nurse practitioner. That's why I went, wanted to go back to school. I was at the bedside and I would not see my patients get better. So as a nurse practitioner, I would be in the clinic, I would be able to prescribe treatments and be there and walk the patients through the treatment process. And I actually saw some of my patients get better and I had something to do with that. So I always wanted to help others. So in 2015, I was in a good job. I'm also active in my church, um, doing all kinds of things in the church. And I was just in a good space in my life. I, uh, I'm married. I have five kids. And so my life is busy. And so, but I was in a good space. So I went to the doctor and I, my thyroid gland was getting larger. Um, so I had multiple nodules on my thyroid. So um, I, I knew I had that problem, but they decided just to watch it for a few years and it continues to grow. So it was recommended that I get it removed. So I scheduled my surgery. Now this is a routine procedure and um, I pretty much was supposed to be out of the hospital the same day. And I I took one week off from work thinking I would be right back to my normal routine in a week because I, I was very familiar with the procedure. So on February 2nd, 2015, I went into the hospital. And I remember my husband being there, my pastor's wife was there. They prayed with me, they rolled me into the OR. Well, three days later, I woke up in intensive care. I woke up and I was on a ventilator and I could not speak. I was mute. Um, so they, what happened was my vocal cords were paralyzed during the procedure. So your, um, just to give you a quick, because it's this is a uh, an illness that a lot of people don't really know about. So vocal cord paralysis is um, your vocal cords are your upper airway. So when you breathe in and out, when you swallow, um, your vocal cords open and close. Well, mine were closed shut, so that means I didn't I didn't have an upper airway at all. So I went into respiratory failure at the end of the surgery. So they had to put me in intensive care, place me on a ventilator, and my vocal cords were paralyzed, so I couldn't speak. So they left me there in a medically induced coma for three days to see if my vocal cords would start to move on their own. Well, after three days, they never moved. So they had to bring me back to surgery and insert a tracheostomy in my neck. So after that surgery, they took me out of the medically induced coma and they were gradually weaning me off of the ventilator. So I woke up and I was aware of what was going on, but I was confused because I went in one way and I came out a different way. So, um, I felt like I woke up in a nightmare and I, you know, I'm a woman of faith. And even with, the strong spiritual background that I have. This was the hardest thing that I've ever encountered in my life. I had to learn how to speak again. Um, I could not speak for six months. So I went home with a trach that had to be cleaned and suctioned and my Mm -hmm. husband had to take care of me. I couldn't say good morning to my children. I couldn't do those things and I were I was accustomed to doing every day. So I was devastated. I went into a deep depression. I I just I couldn't find my way out. And I could not get, get um adjusted to my new way of living. So fast forward um about six months, I did not have a voice. Eventually, my vocal cords start to move a little bit. They are still partially paralyzed. One is completely paralyzed. The other is partially paralyzed. That's why I have sound to my voice now. I had to go through about eight procedures within the span of two years. I had eight surgeries um, to be able to live without a trach because I didn't. I just didn't want the trach. For the rest of my life. You know, as a woman, a young woman, I was in my late 30s when this happened. And with a husband, and you know, you want to feel sexy and attractive, and it just it just really affected my self-image. Um, so I wanted the trick removed. So I had to go through, I went to a specialist and I had to go through eight procedures. So even after the procedures, I Am still disabled, so um, I was praying. I'm like, Lord, now what? I was unable to practice like I would before. I can't, I can't um, work in a busy clinic because my vocal cords affect my breathing. So I get short of breath when I do little things just around the house. So I cannot, I couldn't go back to my normal um, work. So I had to figure out what was I going to do. So I went back to school, like I said, and I got my doctorate because I still, you know, I have my husband and my my children, but as a woman, I needed something for me to that's just for me, just that I that I could say this is what I'm doing, this is who I am, outside of my husband and my children, and because it, it makes it makes me feel. Um, valued. It makes me feel like I have a purpose, uh, a greater purpose. And so, I uh, went back to school. I got my doctorate, and then okay, that was done in 2019. And now I'm saying, okay, now what? So, when the pandemic hit, um, I saw how my children were being affected mentally. From, you know, when we were first locked down, they were pulled out of school, they were just at home, we couldn't go to the stores, you know, when we would go out, me and my husband would go out and do the shopping and come back in, so it was really, they couldn't contact their friends, they couldn't be in physical contact with them, so it really affected them mentally, and as well as many adults, so I decided to write a book about the pandemic for children to help them to cope, and at the same time, use my nursing knowledge by teaching them how to use precautions in ways that language that they can understand. So I wrote my first book, Sophia's Pandemic World. And that was in, I published Sophia's Pandemic World in June of 2020. And since then, I've published six more books. I have published Sophia's Pandemic World has a coloring book. She also has a teacher's guide that teachers can use in the classroom. Um, I've also published two journals and one prayer journal for parents of virtual learners um, and homeschoolers because I was homeschooling my kids and it was very stressful. So I created this prayer journal to help parents to cope and also Um, a gratitude journal for breast cancer survivors, which I'm not a first breast cancer survivor personally, but I've taken care of many breast cancer survivors. And that was something that I I was in my heart to do. And my last children's book that I published is um, called Breathe. And it's a short story to help children cope with social injustice. With everything that's going on in our world, um, I wanted to create something to help parents have these conversations because it's difficult to explain to my children the things that they see on the news and the injustices that are happening. So I wanted to create something to help parents have this conversation and at the same time empower their kids through this book. And Breathe also has a coloring book. So um, I published my books and I, Started my publishing company, Strength Builders Publishing LLC. I named it Strength Builders because of what I've been through, and I want to build strength in others through my writing, and through the writing of other authors, to that to know that they can press through their pain, and conquer. That you just because you have a tragedy, something unexpected, in this thing that we call life. It is not the end. God allows us to go through things so that we can truly find our purpose. And like you said in the beginning, Paula, I would have never met you. And I met so many wonderful women and on social media during this pandemic, it's amazing the connections that I made. And I would have not even had the time to write books or even thought about owning a publishing company. So um, that that's my that's really my message. I felt like in the beginning of this that um, I was the nurse practitioner, and that's all I knew how to do. But that's not that's that was totally wrong. Think about your passion, something that you love to do. And my passion was always writing, and That passion is usually what you need to utilize to really walk in your purpose that God has called you to. And that's what I feel like I'm doing. I have so much more to do, but God has allowed me, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. He's allowed me to reach out and um, use my gift to touch many more people than I was touching in that clinic or even in the church to touch people that I may have not have ever met with my stories and with with the stories that are in my books and really with my testimony. Because I made a vow to the Lord when I was on my hospital bed. I said Lord if you bring me out of this I'm gonna tell this story wherever I go. And that's that's I've been trying to stick to my vow. I've been it's in my bow whenever i allotted the opportunity i share my story to encourage others you can make it and even with the disability today i have things that are ch- that challenge me in my body i get shorter breath very easy i um i can't do a whole lot of physical activity but even with all that god is still making a way and god has caused me to be content in the state that I am in, because I know this is his will. And he allowed this to happen to me for a greater purpose. So that's how I got to where I am today.
0: Wow, I hope that you all, we didn't interrupt the story. I didn't want to, to stop you because I want for people to understand everything that happened to you was happening in a sequential order. And this is how this was really going, and so I just didn't want to break that spirit of like, like stopping and interrupting you and saying, "Hey, let's talk about this part a little bit more," because it all just goes together. And yeah. I think what you talked about um, that's so profound is that through this all, you understood that some things that you feel truly feel like through your faith that was allowed to happen to you, um, but in the process, it and through that has open up you to a much larger purpose and you feel more fulfilled operating in your purpose than you did the one that you thought that was the right one for you. Yes. And I like the fact that you feel like your purpose today is meant for others and to be that light and to help them find their light. Now, if someone comes to you and they're looking to share a story just like what you just said, Uh, talked about because of course this pandemic is going to and all that we went through in 2020 because it was not just the pandemic it was some other things that have gone on just from a social standpoint you talked about with your children just finding that balance many started to open their own businesses and then trying to find that support or thought somebody was going to support you and they didn't
1: Mm -hmm. and I think
0: one of the biggest things that happened of last year was clarity and so when you got clarity or the lack thereof or realize you have support on some of these issues when a person comes and they're so full and they don't know what to write about because all of these things have happened to them and they want to um of course be published by you what would Mm -hmm. be your best advice if they are looking to now take this moment and and knowing that all this was for a purpose and share with others what advice would you give to them if you were publishing them
1: I would tell them to write, just write, write your story. Whatever story you want the world to read, whether it's your personal testimony or a story that you have that you want to strengthen or encourage others, tell your story, just start to write. That's the first step, write. Once you write your story, I can help you to get to the point to where you are a published author you just write what's what's inside put it down on paper that's the hardest part once it's written then we can take it from there so that's my advice Write, write.
0: great great advice and i want to talk about the balancing of all of this because like you said you're an entrepreneur you have children, um, you help others in their gifting, you're married, you have all of the things that are, that are many of our listeners would identify with that they have, they wear all of these multiple hats and yet they know that they have a purpose. What do you feel like is one of the key things that you would advise uh, someone um, who's looking to kind of, who wears all of these hats? How do they find balance in everything that they're doing?
1: So what I do um, pretty much is um, develop a strong prayer life. Prayer. Prayer is what keeps me centered. Prayer is what keeps my mind clear. Pray. Develop a, a, a closer relationship with God. Pray so that you can hear from God when God is leading you in different directions. I find when... I am not praying as much. When I'm not reading my word like I should, my mind is cluttered. And even when I do pray, it's hard to hear from God, basically on what God is leading me to do. So I have to step back, clear my mind, and kind of dial back on some things. Pray. Pray also, um, you need to find you need to set boundaries, boundaries. And when I say boundaries, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you don't have set business hours usually, but you need to have those business hours because you will find yourself working seven days a week, 24 hours a day on something. Um, I gotten to the point where, I mean, in the middle of the night, I might get up and say, oh, I need to do this. You know, when that's time I could be spending sleeping or, you know, spending time with my husband or my children on a Saturday instead of going out with them, um, I'm inside doing work, which that's not healthy. You need boundaries. So just like you're nine to five, you need to have office hours and you need to let your clients know if you have clients, um, these are my office hours. If you contact me, After my office hours, I will reach out to you the next day, the next business day during my office hours. Handle your own business just like you would your nine to five. Give yourself days off. You need one to at least two. I would say more than one. At least two days off where you're not picking up any type of work. You need self-care time you don't only need family time, you need time to take care of you. Do something for yourself. And because you will get burned out easily as an entrepreneur if you don't set boundaries. Also boundaries with social media. Um, with you know business owners we you know we have to be active on social media to promote our brand. However, at a certain time Facebook is turned off, Instagram is turned off, and um, I'm not going on there because I need to have boundaries. I don't need to be on social media all day and taking away time where I can be doing something with my family or for myself. So boundaries um, is important, and prayer. Put God first in everything you do, and don't know when to say when. If you need a break, know when to back up and say, okay, I'm going to take this week off. Or if you don't just continue to accept multiple clients and you're already behind in your work. So know when to say when. It's okay. This is your business. So you have full control of what goes in and what comes out. So know that you're in control and put God first in everything that you do.
0: Great advice. Could not have said it better. This has been just an amazing interview. And this is this has been more like, I don't feel like an interview, but just like a, a come to Jesus meeting. This is just <laughs> real. This is raw. Yes. This is what it takes. And I yes. think sometimes that people think that's just this magic formula to be an entrepreneur. But often many of us don't just decide to be a uh, purpose. We don't choose purpose. Purpose chooses us. So, That's right. um, and so in your case, I am so glad to see you operating in your purpose. I cannot wait to get to New Orleans soon. We must definitely connect. Um, yes. now that Earth is starting to uh, be a little Open. safer place for us to move around. I <laughs> yes. uh, certainly hope to be able to do some things together and hopefully collaborate in your area. But I yes. want to also mm-hmm. make sure that our uh, listeners know how can they reach you?
1: Okay great so you can reach me um, my website first of all you can go to my website you can look at my books purchase my books there and you can also contact me via my website and it is strengthbuilderspublishing.com and also you can email me at dr ivana evona smith strengthbuilderspublishing.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at Ivana Lee Smith. And I'm also on Instagram at Dr. Dr. underscore Ivana Smith. So you can reach out to me any of those ways.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope that anyone who is listening today has gotten inspired. If you feel like your situation is unique to you and you're just at the end of the rope and you don't know, Hey, this is, this is just too heavy for me. When is the right time to start? Just get started. Often in our darkest times, it provides the most clarity for us and conviction to know how to move and operate in our gifts. If you are not following um, the Stiletto Talks, shame on you, uh, but definitely <laughs> share this, share, first of all, shame on you, but I'm also going to um, encourage you to definitely please sign up to our email list. We have blogs on many of our speakers, as well as information that's relevant to how to work, entrepreneurship, uh, work, and uh, balance life, because real life is always going on, at www.thestilettotalks.com. Now, if you are checking out our um podcast of course you can find us on itunes spotify we're now on pandora we're everywhere um and so definitely uh check us out we're also on Podbean. so as always we thank you so much for listening to the stiletto talks podcast we are appreciative of each and every listener and each and every person that shares this podcast it is a safe space for women to declare that they are living in their purpose living a life of purpose on purpose. So again, my name is Paula Hutchinson. Thank you all so much for joining the Stiletto Talks podcast.